This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we as an industry can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and directors at camphacker.tv. Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. This podcast is dedicated to what many camp professionals believe to be the most important time at camp, no matter what you call it, staff training, orientation, or leadership training. This critical time period prepares your staff to fulfill all the promises that you make to parents and customers the rest of the year. And we'd like to begin by introducing ourselves. So these are my two co-hosts. We'll start with Gab. Hi, my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. Camp Waro is an all-girls camp uh, situated in the Laurentian Mountains of Quebec. Thank you. Ruby. I'm Ruby Compton. I'm the summer camp program director at Green River Preserve. We're a summer camp. It's co-ed. It's focused on connecting children with nature. And we're located on a 3,400-acre private wildlife preserve in the heart of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Thanks, Ruby. And I am Beth Allison, along with my husband, Travis. I'm a co-owner of Camp Hacker and one of the co-founders of Go Camp Pro. I was an executive director of five children's summer camps in Ontario, Canada for 15 years, and I'm now a consultant who's passionate about training, uh, hence the podcast. So today, Ruby's going to tell us what we're going to talk about and why. So today we're going to do a best of ACA National. All three of us were fortunate enough to be at the ACA National Conference in New Orleans. And there is so much fantastic information that comes out of a conference. So many amazing conversations and new ideas, but also reconfirmations of some of those ideas that you've had before. Um, so you get all this information in a very short amount of time. And so it's nice to be able to step back from that and given a little bit of time to, to sit down and just talk about some of the things that you heard that really stuck with you um, or things that were really powerful to you. You can't go to every session. Uh, so it's nice to be able to kind of divide and conquer. And we know there are many of our listeners who weren't able to make it as well. So we wanted to share with you all some of our key take-homes and things that really spoke to us at the conference. Great. Thank you. And there were so many things that we saw and so many things we heard. And if you ever get a chance, go to New Orleans. There's a fabulous city. Um, so we're only going to go around and talk each of us three times, even though we could go on for an hours, hours and hours, but we don't want to keep you too long. So we're going to start with Gabrielle uh, and then we'll move on to Ruby after that. And we'll each share for a little bit and we'll do that three times for you. Sure. So I'm going to take a little bit of a, a non-traditional route and I'm going to talk about the non-sessions that I went to and mostly about uh, talking with people um, that you bump into in the hallways or you go and grab a coffee with. Um, and so my first topic is uh, knowing how to promote yourself, your professional camp self. And uh, actually Ruby and I had a very nice conversation together. And uh, one of the things that I think is really is, a, is really important is to promote yourself uh, as a camp professional. And there's many different ways that you can do that. Um, uh, somebody gave me a great tip a while back to just write, choose a subject and write, um, you know, one tip about that subject at an evening. And after a couple of weeks, you'll have, you know, uh, up to 20 tips. And if you do that for a little, little bit longer, you'll have up to 100 tips. And this is how uh, you can actually start writing a blog or a book 
Um, but letting your your employers know how you know that you're a valuable asset to your organization, and just even it helps with your own staff training. So um, promoting yourself as a camp professional uh, is a is a great way to reinforce your learning and also let other people know that that this is this is your skill set and this is what you do. Nice, thank you, Ruby. What do you got for us? Sure. So one of my biggest take homes from this session or from this conference, and and it's the thing that I heard and I went, okay, that's going to change how I do some things with marketing and with how I talk to parents, uh, was actually the session that I went to that Travis and Jack and Laura all offered about partnering with parents without pain. And the, they did a survey of parents all across the country um, and said, you know, what is it that is the biggest stress? What causes the most stress about sending your child to camp? And 40% of people answered trust, um, having trust in the program, trusting that their children are going to be okay, trusting this is the right decision. And so they, they provided some incredible tips on ways to build trust uh, but that that is so much of what we need to do when we are marketing camp is is not just saying like these are the ratios and this is what the programs have to offer, but we need to build a relationship with these parents so that they understand we are more than an email address. And um, I went to another session actually offered by Carrie Clemens, uh, who often presents at ACA National, and he is a, a business professor and he comes to these conferences and presents very business uh, concepts. I mean, he's, he's not a camp person per se. He is a business guy. Uh, but one of the things he talked about was, you know, when you encounter somebody who you feel like is kind of the shady salesman, you know, like you, you feel like they're not really working in your best interests. But a lot of times that creates a, a, an experience of asymmetrical knowledge. So the feeling that they know stuff that you don't know and that they're maybe withholding information from you. And so I feel like that plays right into this concept of trust, of we have to see how we can create the, the sales experience for our parents where they don't feel like it's asymmetrical knowledge, that they feel like there's that knowledge is flowing very freely, that they're not being tricked or talked into something, um, but that they are getting the right feel for this uh, for this camp experience. Um, and and just lastly on that, one of the tips that that Travis brought up was podcasting, podcasting for your camp. Um, and I will say I personally had the experience at this national conference of, of having people come up to me and say, I listened to your podcast. I feel like I know you and Beth and Gab. And it's, it's really very cool and, and something that was unexpected. And so I see how that could very easily translate to your parents, where if you're providing a podcast to them, I mean, I think we're going to do one this spring that's just um, having a couple of our staff members and our parents talk about what camp means to them. So not even talking about packing lists and and what you need to bring and and what you can expect from camp but just talking about why why I'm at Green River um, and having people share that that telling your story that helps build trust and so like I said that has definitely changed my marketing strategy and my ideas going forward as soon as I got home um, so it was a big take home for me great thank you um I have sort of tips from keynotes and from sessions that I attended and, uh, being a consultant, we don't always get to attend all of the sessions cause that's sometimes when we're meeting with other camp people and, um, but I still got a chance to get to some really great sessions. So I have a few things to share. 
The first tidbit that I want to share with you is from our first opening keynote. Uh, she was a woman named Jessica Leahy. And what I liked about her was that she put into words uh, so many of the thoughts and the concepts that we've had over the years and, and used a language that parents will understand, which I thought was really helpful. So she talked about the fact that camp creates a place where kids can escape labels and those self-fulfilling prophecies. And it gives kids a fresh start. Uh, which we all know about, but it was like good language for camp directors to kind of think about and use when they're talking with parents, as Ruby was just saying. We're not encouraging kids these days to succeed on a character level anymore. Like often, like so many kids are being paid for their grades. Um, So we're extrinsically coercing them into a life that they're not really interested in. So we want intrinsic motivation by helping kids develop. That's what camp is all about. Uh, And so she talked about three things that we need to develop in our campers and that we want to develop in our campers. And the first is autonomy. Um, So the ability to control the means of what they're doing. And her second one was competence, uh, knowing how to do things based on experience. So competence isn't the same as confidence, she told us, but rather that confidence is born from experience. And of course, connection. So connections with people who are helping you learn so that you can connect it to how you will use it later. Um, So what we really want then as camp directors are autonomy supporting parents. Um, And so she suggested this great book called Anxious Kids, Pressured Parents. And it's by Wendy Grolnick, G-R-O-E-L-N-E-C-K. Wendy Grolnick, Anxious Kids, Pressured Parents. Um, So I really encourage you folks to check it out. I think it may be um, something that is really helpful in the way that you deal with parents and uh, more um, adding to what Ruby was just talking about earlier. One of the sessions that I went to was called Rites of Passage. And it's something that I had done for many years as a director. Uh, We've the person actually talked about the hero's journey, which I talked about at great length, as I recall, um, in our first season and talking about that transformational change that you can have with staff or with campers. And for him, there were three critical stages of life. So the first was my story. So that's when it's just me and it's nobody else. Uh, number two would be our story. So the, we are, and at camp, we often get our staff to move to that point. So we're now, we are doing this and it's all about that group community and that connection. But what our true goal should be, um, what I learned in this session was the story. So the, I am what I have to give. And we need to give camps that are kids at camp, that transformational space with mentors to help along the way. And that's who those staff members are that we put into place. And the cool part was, cause I'd done a lot of work on this myself, but the cool part was he was talking about the steps of the journey, which I've uh, read before. Um, but instead of placing them, you know, sort of in a progression, they were in a circle. So the first step was conventional slumber. And that's where like nothing's happening. Nothing's going on in the hero's life. Number two is the call to adventure. And often for them, that's the being hired at summer camp. Um, three is training and discipline. Four is the culmination of the quest. And five is the return and contribution. So it doesn't really matter where you are on your journey, but if it's a circle, you just keep going. Um, And so asking staff to assess where they are throughout the summer in that circle, starting, of course, with training um, and making them realize, and this was kind of the really important point for me, was that when they're finished, you know, we sort of think of the culmination of the quest as the end of summer, but it's actually the return and the contribution um, that's sort of that ultimate um, ending. Uh, so that even though they've 
um, finish the quest, there's still more to do. And it's what are you doing to give back? And so we've talked a lot about this in our past podcasts about legacy and so on. Um, so it just gave me lots of ideas to think about uh, in terms of creating a program that's a rite of passage for staff and for LITs and or senior campers. So it's on my to-do list and I've already started to put some thoughts together, but um, I just love the idea of you're never static. You're just always moving in that circle and it's okay to be in one spot and when everybody else is somewhere else, as long as you keep moving. Um, so I thought that was an interesting point and it certainly made me think. All right, Gab, what do you got? Um, so I had a nice conversation with Stephen Fine. Stephen Fine's a Canadian, um, from Ontario and he, uh, you know, put forth, um, a, a huge national research, um, um, project and resource for camps to use to promote, uh, to promote camp to, to parents. And what we talked about was that there's this great resource, but how do you market it? How do you use these numbers and, and uh, put it forward? So basically, um, uh, on the Canadian, uh, camping association website, you can find, uh, his research. And I would just encourage for you to, to go look at it and see if there's anything that speaks to you and use those numbers. And there's percentage on how, how campers do, you know, do well at camp and how they benefit from camp. And a lot of the times uh, camp directors, you know, have a hard time conveying to two families what, uh, what camp brings uh, to a child because we see the results, but we don't actually have hard concrete um, information. And he was able to actually get that. So uh, that's something that... Uh, that uh, had a great conversation with him about, and uh, I really recommend anybody if they want to beef up their marketing and have something to back it up with, uh, to check that out. Awesome. Thank you. Ruby. Uh, so I feel like every time I hear Chris Thurber at a, a conference, I get some really great language that I'm totally excited about. Uh, and so he, he didn't let me down this year. Um, and he talked about, this was in an Epic cafe. So it was a small group setting. Um, they unofficially called it stump the hunks. So it was Dr. Chris Thurber <laughs> and Scott Arizala. And we got to just ask them some questions informally. Um, so if you're not involved with Epic, it's a great opportunity to, to get some, a uh, little more small group time on some of the, with those big guys. But, um, one of the things that came up was obviously talking about supervising your friends. And though I imagine a lot of folks who may be listening to this podcast, you may have, you may already be a few steps beyond that. You're definitely going to have staff that are in that role. And so giving them some tools for what to say um, to help them in that situation, help set that situation up for success. And so a couple of things that he said that I, I really appreciate, um, obviously having a one-on-one -on -one conversation or training these staff, saying things like, um, you have to follow my rules better than everybody else to up everybody's game. Um, I thought that was really smart uh, because you you don't want that friendship, obviously, to get in the way. But you also don't want to be seen as the person who's like, oh, they get away with whatever they want. They don't have to do as good of work because they're a friend. You definitely don't want to be viewed that way. Um, it also He also said, you know, we don't want to let a personal friendship put the needs of many at risk. Um, so once again, having your staff understand that, um, that it is so vitally important for if you're the friend of the director or the supervisor or whatever, you now have a very huge responsibility. It's not a, a pass to slack off or, or whatever else. Cause they're my friend. No, the other, it's the other end of the spectrum. You have to be just an absolute model ideal employee. Um, and 
the last thing that he said, you know, and this is a great piece of advice for any time you have that moment where you're like, I don't really know what to say. He said, make a process comment. So um, I have observed dot, 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 just simply stating what you've seen or what you've noticed. Um, so for this situation particularly, I've observed that we are adapting different roles now um, than, than when we have worked at camp previously. You know, So just simply starting with that, that starts the conversation because um, sometimes just starting the conversation is the hardest thing to do. Yeah, that's the hard part. Great. Thank you. Wise Scott Thurber. Um, one of the other keynotes that I attended, and I find that the older I get, the more I get out of keynotes um, than I did when I was uh, a younger director. So I really enjoyed this particular keynote from Scott Cohen, who was the president of Tulane University for a very long time. He's since the past president, but he was the president during Hurricane Katrina 10 years ago. And so his keynote was um, all about being proactive in camp. So he started with this great slide and the sentence read across the screen, you don't need a hurricane to know which way the wind is blowing. And I thought, oh, this is going to be good. Um, and he didn't disappoint. So he talked to us about being proactive about camp and being open to changes, not just because you're forced to do it. So not waiting for there to be a Hurricane Katrina. And he gave us a lot of steps uh, and some stories. He was very entertaining. Um, but his steps are what I really took away from that in terms of camps who are struggling, uh, maybe, you know, with the way they've done things before, just aren't it's not working any longer. Um, you know, they just have, they're losing campers, all those kinds of things. So his steps were, um, three steps to reimagining your camp. And the first one is a pretty obvious one, but it's to ensure financial viability and that that was really key. Number two was to preserve and enhance your own quality and distinctiveness. And three was to reconnect in powerful ways to the community. So he talked to us about being proactive leaders as camps change and how do we do that? So he had steps for that too. So his first was that we need to understand the reality and the external world. And I think that as camp directors, we often tune out what's actually going on around us because for at least three or four months a year, we can be completely sealed off from the rest of the world. Um, so we really need to understand what that reality is, uh, what's going on in the world, and is camp's philosophy in keeping with what campers and parents want? Where is camp going? So number two was to then contextualize the reality to your particular institution. And number three was to focus on the possibilities, like what is possible? What makes your camp special? What do you bring that others don't? And then to be able to articulate the vision, and Ruby was talking about that, telling your story, that inspires and motivates other people and really unleash creativity and passion. And camp people are great at unleashing creativity and passion. And then number four was to have the right leadership. You needed people who were resilient and adaptable. So um, he ended with talking about this interview that he witnessed with um, Holocaust survivors. And there were three attributes that they all had that he thought were really key for anyone who's trying to sort of stay afloat. Um, and one was the ability to understand their reality Number two, um, they all said that they had the, the ability to adapt and improvise. 
and that flexibility and that ability to find common ground. And number three was a core set of principles that guides all of their decisions and helps get them back on track. So his, his topic was basically that if we had all of those things in place, we could go forward and we could do uh, some amazing things. Um, but to get started now and be proactive rather than waiting for the ceiling to cave in. Um, so I really enjoyed uh, his discussion and he was great. Um, and my little takeaway activity was from Bob Ditter. So I went to one of his sessions and of course, Bob Ditter always gives you great stuff. Um, and I think Gab was in this session too, and it was called sugar and spice and it was about girls, female campers. And his session focused on how to make girls really confident in their friendships and, um, get them to admit their fear of loss of a friend, which is often what creates bad behavior in girls, because we all know that girls want to be seen and to be, to feel connected. Um, and so the activity that he, uh, had us do, I thought was a great activity for staff training. Um, you could even do it with campers, but I'm kind of picturing using that from Bob and, uh, in a staff training and it was called rock around the clock. And everybody was given a sheet of paper um, with a clock on it with the numbers, obviously one through 12, the hours of the day. And he walked us through the process of finding somebody who would be our two o'clock and somebody who could be our four o'clock and a partner who would be our six o'clock and so on. So he might say, find the person, three people to your left and write their name down on your sheet at six o'clock. And when I call out that it's six o'clock, you know, you'll go and meet that person. And so you write each other's names down and he only had us do it with two or three people, but you would, you could do it with up to 12. Um, if you wanted to do this as a longer activity at camp and then ahead of time, you want to create questions for them to ask of each other at the specific times. So, um, if I were to do it, I would obviously start with questions that are really fun, um, and not threatening move on to a few more get to know you kind of stuff and then move on to some more serious team building things. And maybe you do, you know, three hours, uh, the first day and a couple of hours the next day and like keep picking up your clock and, and moving on. But he would say it's now four o'clock. So you would look on your sheet, look who the person is. That's your four o'clock partner and go and have five minutes with them. And you yourself as the facilitator of the activity would read out the question. This is what you are supposed to discuss with your person. Um, and you are responsible for writing down what your partner has to say, which I thought was really key too. Um, because then you were sort of facilitating some get to know you stuff. It was a little bit different. Um, but also a way that you can then really have time apart and listen to what your person has to say. So you're really getting to know each other better and building that trust, which is so important in stuff. So I just thought it was a fun new way to do that kind of an activity. And that was from Bob Ditter. All right. Gabrielle, last time around. Yes. Well, I'm going to actually draw from um, our own session. So uh, Ruby, Beth, and I did a session together, which was really cool because it was the first time we had actually, any of us had been in the same physical space um, <laughs> at once. So we also decided, hey, why not do a session um, as well? Uh, and it was, it was very fun. It was also really fun because we got to see how we all have different uh, learning and presenting styles and preparation styles. Um, so <laughs> that was, that was awesome. I loved it. I, I'll just say that, that I, I won't name names, but some people have their entire session memorized in their brain because they have it all written down. And I, I find that so impressive. I'm just, I'm in awe of it. But one of the cool things that 
that uh, we, because we were brainstorming the session and on all three of us, I, I believe, like to keep growing and learning, um, came up with a really cool tool, which is a, in a way on how to evaluate um, a, a program. And uh, it's, it, it goes back to a little bit what uh, Beth was talking about in um, being ahead of change. Uh, so not being having to force change, but evaluating your program, evaluating how how you train your staff, evaluate how campers uh, enter the dining room. And so um, we have a document that, that uses that, and you can get staff members to, to use it. And it, it basically talks about what should you know new campers be experiencing during this time, what should returning campers be experiencing during this time, uh, staff, so on and so forth, can we make it better? Um, and I think it's a great tool to use for returning staff members to evaluate when, uh, you know, we want them to keep growing. So we have to start teaching them to also look at camp and be part of that change. And then they'll be a little bit more flexible when change comes. And, um, so I really, I'm, I'm like, I'm very excited to something that we use at Waro, but we adapted it with a uh, go camp, uh, with uh, camp code. And I think it's, it's very fun. Cool. We'll put it in the show notes, right guys. Absolutely. And if you ever want any of this kind of material, just email us and we can always send stuff out to you too, because the graphic is beautifully done for that handout by Gabrielle. So Mm. you might want to see it in person too. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Ruby. Um, So my last tidbit is I got it on the first day of the conference. You got to love it on the first day of the conference. (laughs) You're like, all right, everything I paid is worth it because of this one thing. So Joe Richards, who we know from Camp Hacker, from the big show, uh, did our epic pre-conference. And so he did, his session was basically 30 new things. So he presented to us 10 ideas, 10 games, and 10 songs. And so one of the games that he presented is so fantastic. Um, It is called Ultimate Tic-Tac-Toe. It's essentially nine little tic-tac-toe games yeah, nine little tic-tac-toe games within one large tic-tac-toe board. Oh. Um, and I'm not going to explain it any further than that other than to go to the website mathwithbaddrawings.com. Uh, mathwithbaddrawings.com because <laughs> it explains it. Uh, it also is explained on Joe's website. And it is so good. And my kids at Green River are going to love it so much because um, there's more strategy. You know, if you're that person who always ends up in a tic-tac-toe game with a cat's game every single time, this will change your life. And it's, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, and I just want to echo what Gab said. If you guys could have heard the squeals that occurred <laughs> when we all actually were standing in the same <laughs> physical space together, um, it was really very special. And and But it's the thing that, you know, having been to several national conferences at this point, it really is the people that I go for that I get to see and reconnect with um, or see in three dimensions uh, and just be in the same space as some of these amazing people that, you know, we have the ability to connect with through technology, uh, but then to sit in the same room with them or have coffee and just have some of those more meaningful conversations that don't always happen on Skype because, you know, like Skype freezes up and then you have that, that weird moment where you're like, are you talking, am I, you, uh, you know, uh, so um, I just, I cannot say how, how much it was, how enjoyable it was to just be in the same room with these two other ladies and to present with them. Um, but also I would just encourage you to, to reach out and, and as you are making connections through the summer camp pros page or whatever it might be, 
um, find out those opportunities to meet these people in person because it will, the brain power is just, it's too much. It's too much. Your head might actually explode. So yeah, absolutely. yeah, it was great. And lots of these kinds of groups will make themselves known at conferences uh, ahead of time, you know, hashtag all that kind of stuff. Um, so you can connect with them and there are socials. Uh, I know that Tri-State is coming up, but will already be over by the time we air this. Um, and summer camp pros are going to get together uh, there as well as we did last year. So it's just a fun way to connect with people. My last thing, uh, my keynote was with Dr. G and we have interviewed Dr. G on uh, Camp Code before. So she was really happy to see us in person too. It was nice to meet her in person. Uh, and she talked, uh, she had three things, the same as Jessica Leahy of things uh, that kids need, but hers were just a little bit different. So her first one was confidence. And that of course is, I have to know I'm good at something. And two was relationships and three was competence. So if you know anything about Dr. G, her big message is always the three R's. And Ruby interviewed her specifically about that when we did our uh, interview with her. And her three R's are respect, resilience, and responsibility. So um, she, her talk was amazing. And she went through each of the three R's and how specifically camp can build all three of these. So building confidence and gratitude for respect and building things like relationship and grit for resilience and competence and self-control for responsibility and so on. But something that really stuck with me in her talk was that she said that sometimes kids need you to be their rock. And I've used that imagery with my staff before. Uh, I've used a lot actually about being a rock at camp. Um, but the thing that sort of hit me and made me go, oh, was when she said, and sometimes they just need you to be their touchstone. So they go out and try things. They get worried or scared, but they can come to you, sort of just come back to you and say, you say to them, you got this. And they go back out and try again. So instead of being the rock who kind of fixes everything for them and supports them and is there that whole time, you can also be the touchstone where they just need to be able to come back for that split second, get that you know, confidence from you, um, or that word of encouragement from you and back, they go out again. And I just really love the imagery. I thought that was a kind of a neat moment for me when she said that, uh, and the free resources that she's giving out to anybody in camping can be found at askdrg.com slash join. So doctor is spelled out D O C T O R. So askdrg.com and that's the letter G dot com slash join. And that's the ACA page that she put out. And there's all kinds of free resources for you and for your staff. Um, and she's great about sharing those kinds of things. So, um, I went and looked them all up myself. So I highly encourage you to do the same. And my session, uh, that I just wanted to share with you that I went to was by Scott Arizala. I always go to a Scott Arizala session at a conference because then I'm guaranteed something really good. Um, and he, uh, helped to affirm everything we talk about in camp code. So I felt really good when I left. Uh, but he was talking about the fact that staff training is all about connecting and that you need to start with your why, which we have talked about before. So I was happy to hear Scott say that, but he said within every session, you have to connect it back to your why and have it make sense to your staff. So they believe why they need it. So his activity was to get your staff together, ask them all, what is the experience of camp and get each one of that to write it themselves. So they'll whip it, uh, write it before they talk. Um, 
and, you know, sort of share those with small groups or in larger groups. But what is the experience of camp? Get them to put into words what that is. And the second half then is as a group discussion, what are we trying to do here at summer camp? And get them to make a big list of what you're trying to do. So the third thing then is how do we get there? And that's going to be your staff training. Um, but getting everybody on the same page before you get started so that you're all there for the same reasons. They need to understand why they need to learn what they're learning every single time. And he had eight principles to creating that culture of learning. Um, and the first one kind of hit me like a ton of bricks because when I was directing, uh, I was trying to every year cram in as much as I could into our 10 days of staff training and figure out ways that I could move things around and do whatever I could to more and more and more and more stuff into their heads. And his first principle is less is more. It's better that they know more about a few things than a little about a lot of things. And I kind of was like a light bulb moment. I was like, whoa, I really want to go back to directing so I can do this training all over again. Um, number two was your goals and objectives. So connect everything to your goals or don't do it at all. Number three was priorities. What are your priorities? Get really creative about the stuff you have to do and can you do it in less time? Uh, number four are patterns. And this was really key, I thought too, is to continually come back to things and use those words to frame the idea. So uh, not necessarily having to do a session on how to deal with homesickness and how to deal with bullying and how to do you know, all of the things that they deal with as camp staff. But um, if you're doing a se one session, you could be talking about how teamwork comes into play in homesickness or how teamwork comes into play in bullying, but to use those patterns, um, and kind of combine things together because you're trying to teach them fewer things, but to be able to use them in more places. Uh, number five was balance and time. So, um, that I always tried to do as a camp director, but it was always one of the hardest, but it's not really good learning if all we do is push everything at them during training. They need breaks. They need food. They need to sleep. Um, and so we need to make sure that we balance things out. Participation was number six. So the more voices that we hear, the more powerful the message. And the more we move, the more we learn. And he talked about a study that was done with kids trying to learn math and how hard that was for them. And they put them on these um, like almost seesaw type things and they had to balance and stand while they were learning math and they actually learned better. Um, so to be able to move more because we learn more. And number seven was simplicity, to break it down as small as you can, like asking good questions of kids and lots of them can be used in all kinds of situations with campers. Uh, many of those same behavior management strategies can be applied to all kinds of things. So like I said before, bullying, homesickness, negative behaviors can all be tackled in one session rather than three because some of the behavior management tools are the same. And the last, of course, for Scott was follow-up, review, and practice, 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 because training never ends. The more we know, the more we do, the more we belong. So knowledge plus participation is membership, and that's where you get your buy-in uh, from your staff. So it was a, a great session, and of course, Scott Arizal is always fun to listen to. Um, and you're always guaranteed a good time in his sessions. So that's some of the stuff that I learned at ACA. So now we come to the part in our show where our lovely Gabrielle recaps for us what we've been talking about. All right. I am uh, super stoked. <laughs> uh, my, I like showing my notes when I do this because that's as much stuff as we talk about uh, during 
during our camp code. And this is a quick fire uh, podcast. So <laughs> sure was. There should be less information, but there isn't. There, I feel like there's more. Okay. Where do we start? Uh, we're going to start at the very beginning. Uh, marketing. So we want to speak a language that, that, uh, that parents understand. We want to build trust. Um, self-marketing is also extremely important to market yourself for your clients, as well as perhaps to your boss or your board. Um, there, Beth has coined a new term called uh, Scott Thurber, and uh, they do some great stuff with staff training. <laughs> Check them out. Um, <laughs> Tic-tac-toe, also a really apparently amazing game. I know Camp Oral is going to be doing that this summer. Uh, that goes with Joe Richards. Uh, client care, um, speaking the language that helps uh, parents understand what camp um, what camp has to do with their child development, uh, be ahead of the change and not get forced into change. Uh, we'll just put a little something with Scott, follow up, review and practice. I think that's a great thing to, to stick with when you're doing staff training, follow up, review and practice. And let's see if we can find one more. Oh, here's a nice little one. Ask Dr. G. She has a lot of resources on her website and we'll include all these links in our show notes. Great. Thank there we go. you. That's awesome. You're welcome. Uh, and if you don't get it on video, uh, video, you really should try sometime just so you can see Gab's notes because they're pretty fun to watch. They <laughs> kind of look like things have exploded all over the page, but uh, always creative. Um, here's how you can get involved in our show. You can join us using the hashtag camp code, and we love to hear from you. So let us know what topics you'd like to discuss, what guests you would recommend we talk to, uh, any great leadership training tips that you have to share with us. We would love to, sh- to hear from you because we know that the camping industry is all about sharing. And if you found our podcast to be useful, we just ask that you leave a rating and a review for us in iTunes. And you can go t- uh, do that by going to camphacker.tv slash cc underscore iTunes or tweet your love of the show by going to camppacker.tv slash camp code love. Um, and your feedback helps us keep the show going and helps us to know how we can help you out. So if you want to contact us individually, this is how you do it. Gap. So you can follow me on Twitter at Gabrielle rail rail takes two L's, or you can check out where I work, um, at waro.com. And it's very exciting because we just put up a new website which is Ooh. still under construction, but yeah, there's, there's a little, little, we're still putting stuff on, but if you want to see where we, where we're at now, you can check it out too. Awesome. Great. Thanks. Ruby. Uh, you can email me at Ruby at green I'm also on Twitter, Ruby Lynn 85, or you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Ruby outdoors. Thank you. And things have uh, been changing in my camp hacker world. So you can still find me at my old uh, haunts and old email addresses, but you can also now find me at gocamp.pro or email me directly at beth at gocamp.pro or uh, you can use the hashtag uh, gocamppro and you'll find us there. So we'd be happy to talk to you. We've been getting emails from you in the last little while. So we're always happy to send out uh, information. Um, they're pod- Some of them are from podcasts a year ago, and that's okay too. If you're just getting to that kind of stuff, we're happy to help and to share uh, resources that we have. Ruby, our next podcast. Sure. So our next podcast is going to be about building confidence in your staff. Uh, I know I encountered this this summer that I had fantastic group of leaders, and yet they didn't they didn't quite 
feel the confidence to step up and be the amazing leaders that I knew they could be. Um, and what's interesting is that this is a trend that we are seeing in the camping industry with a lot of our young people coming into this job and, and just not feeling the confidence to exhibit the skills that we're giving them and exhibit the talents that they have. So our next podcast is going to be all about how to build that self-confidence uh, in your staff. Awesome. I'm excited for that one because we too ran into a lot of those issues. They had no idea how good they actually were. Um, so how do we get them to do that? So our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training. Um, and as I said before, we'd love to hear some of your memorable moments or most effective tips, and you can uh, send those to us using the hashtag camp code. Um, and this week I get to share the best practice. And this is again from our great friend, Scott Arizala. And it's not his uh, idea, but he uses it in training and encourages us to use it as well. And it's called backward induction. So you first make your goal of what it is you want to accomplish and then work backwards to figure out ways to get your staff to know, do, and believe everything about their job. So those were the three keywords for Scott, know, do, and believe. So for example, if your goal is to get them to work well together, that's your goal for training. Um, so in order to do that, they will need to work through challenges and issues. And in order to do that, they will need to communicate clearly. And in order to do that, they will need to know how to approach one another. And in order to do that, they'll need experience working with each other. And in order to do that, they'll need to know each other. And in order to do that, they need to be in an environment where there is teamwork and it's supportive. So that's where you start. So taking your goal and working backwards. Uh, and I thought it was a great way to um, be able to figure out how you're going to get the most out of your training if you figure your goals out and work backwards from there. So once again, please join us on the hashtag camp code. And thanks for the listening, friends. Please remember, no other industry shares its best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a Camp Hacker podcast, Please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, Summer Camp Leadership Training and Marketing Consultants. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.